0: Welcome back to the Grave Consequences podcast. I am Caleb B. That's where you can follow me on Twitter. Follow Greg at X Maserati. I don't know how to spell that, so we'll just put that in the description. Uh, Today, we're reviewing Season 1, Episode 20 of Lucha Underground. The show is titled The Art of War. So a little bit of Sun Tzu action there, if I'm not mistaken.
1: That's about it, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Man, I am so ready to uh, talk about, really talk about two matches on this card.
1: That's good because um, there's, there's one I don't the care about. The middle. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, there's
0: one I don't care about either. Same one.
1: Yeah, I found the the one sentence I have about that match, so uh, I'll have that ready when
0: we get there. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. That's great. Oh, by the way, playing us in again, and I get the suspicion that she was there for a, a set of tapings or maybe two sets of tapings, was the one, the only, I mean, I probably added an extra E, but sorry. Uh, that, that's the house band playing us in. And I noticed on the intro, you may not have noticed it, but um, Vampiro was like especially hyped during the intro. That was kind of weird.
1: He starts getting more hyped for these bands as the there's another mm-hmm. one i can't i think it's like voodoo glow skull or something that shows up soon that he like just loves uh he like the first couple bands he he was okay with but i know with uh this band and, the, and another band that will show up before season two he just geeks
0: out for yeah absolutely so, starting us off hot and heavy, first match of the night. This is a rematch from several weeks back of a rematch of Anhelico versus Son of Havoc. And I wrote down that Ivelisse was accompanying Son of Havoc, but she more or, le- more or less led him to the ring. And th- there was one piece she was wearing that, like, okay, given the presentation, it does kind of crack me up. She wore a bandana over her face to the ring.
1: She does that occasionally. Um, I, don't, I don't know if she did it for her f- match against Angelico before, but yeah, she does that every. I know she does that in AEW with uh, Diamante a few
0: times. Yes. And uh, dude, this again, just fast-paced action. We started off. Angelico hasn't even got to the ring yet. It's sort of like Phoenix did a meal, and Meal did. It. Son of that just dove. <laughs> Oh my God! fear and a dive to the outside from son of havoc to start us out. It was um it this match had everything it even had Eise for some reason yelling at her boyfriend as he has the advantage in the match
1: yeah she they went back to her telling him what to do as he's already doing it, and I don't know if you've ever been given instructions by someone like like say, for example, you're driving. And you know where you're yeah, going, yeah. And, and they keep telling you, turn here, turn here, and you just look at him with like a look of yeah. death like, I swear to God, I will unbuckle your seatbelt and I will push you out of this moving car if you don't stop. That's how he felt. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, exactly. And that was basically the story of the match, because the action was good, but the story was even better. Yeah. Um, let's see, yeah. At they one did... point, Son of Havoc is rubbing in Helico's face into the mat and then curb stomps him. They
1: got pretty brutal. Like uh, I know Havoc was pretty pissed <laughs> at Angelico. Like that's why the dive started off. He just wanted. He's tired of this feud. He just wants it. Yes. Gone and dead. And uh, did you catch the spot where Angelico and I think it was in the beginning? He he does that Lucha Underground thing where they jump over the fucking turnbuckle.
0: Yes, he, I wrote that down. Oh my he, god, that was it's clean every time, dude.
1: Every single time, like it's never. Yeah like and that's the weird thing is like it's never scary like it sh- you don't want it to be but y- we've seen a lot of wrestling where like they almost hit the ropes or it looks a little iffy or they slip and they have to do something else but no they always cleared the the whole turnbuckle the not it's yeah. like that's higher than the ropes and it's smooth and he landed in like he landed in the havoc properly with a cannonball like nothing went wrong it's these guys are like from the matrix
0: Absolutely. I would agree. Eva She was on one tonight. Oh, and one po- also vampiro buried every female family member related to Eva as well. I didn't write the line down and I wish I had, but I'm sure it was something very misogynistic.
1: I know he was referring to her as a B word constantly through this match. Yes, And, uh, but Stryker did add some, and I and I I know you like this, where he's like they want she wants her boyfriend to win because you win you go you go higher up on the card, you make more money you get a bigger purse, mm-hmm. and I like yeah. that because like how many wrestling shows have it so like okay they want to match, whatever, uh, yeah, I and it's yeah this is like just seasoning like it doesn't really mean anything but I I just like it because it adds more stakes to it and I like how they, mm-hmm. and it's and it's realistic like you know. It's outside of K-Fabe. If you're just an uh, opener on the card, you probably make less money than than Stone Cold Steve Austin at the main event. So it's like, it's real. It's true.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> at one point, Matt Stryker says, who knows what birds are living in that beard?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I missed that part, but there could be.
0: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, son of havoc is going up top, up top th- to the top rope, and evilice is still like yelling at him, like calling him stupid and everything. And son of havoc has just had it, so he he grabs a mic or he wrangles a microphone while he's still on top on the top rope, and he says, "I know," and it's super deep, totally not Matt Cross's real voice, by the way. Uh, <laughs> he says, "I know why I've been losing my matches. It's because of you." Evilese, you are dumped. Nails the SSP gets the win. The crowd explodes, man. And what makes it even better, uh, and I sorry, I'm gonna let you in, but uh, what makes it even better is after Son of Havoc leaves the ring, and Helico like makes another pass at Evilese and gets a roundhouse kick for it. I, I like this part
1: because I was getting a little because I didn't remember how the match ended. And he was taking so long, and then he pulls that mic out of his beard, and he starts. Ta- he dumps her, and I'm like, "Man, is is Anna Helico gonna lay there and take it?" And he did. He he, you know, Havoc went over and clean as as well as you can go over. And and this was a hell of a redemption arc. Like it, it seemed yeah. weak and stupid. Like it like we talked about this before. They didn't have as they didn't have all the stars they expected to when they started filming. So I th- <laughs> think they had to uh, use havoc and penta to build the other guys up so yep. i think they were smart enough to plan this whole redemption arc because it was kind of dumb it was it was a dumb storyline but the way it paid off was great like we got paid off more than we uh, at least i feel that this paid off way more than the whole storyline was besides the last match like it it got yeah. way better as
0: it went along absolutely i would agree absolutely and I just I know where it goes. You know where it goes. Longtime viewers of Lucha Underground, they know where it goes. But if there is even one person listening to this show who is watching this for the first time, you will be amazed. Yeah, keep absolutely one hundred percent. Just keep watching. It's not over. The, the The magic of Lucha Underground is far from over. So next up, we had a vignette where Dario Cueto, El Jefe, is in his office speaking to uh, a new talent of sorts. He said he tells the guy like, hey, you know, thanks for coming to the temple around here. You're not going to be held back in a tag team. I'm like, "Okay, well, who could it be? Blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, cut to Sean Hernandez from LAX is in the office.
1: Yeah, only thing I wrote down was Hernandez, LOL. And that. (laughs) You know, I didn't I felt like a homicide deserves some more respect. Like, yeah, they were saying like he was held back. But TNA tried to push Hernandez as a as a single oh, yeah. act. So I don't
0: Yeah,
1: it, it was a weird thing where they're throwing shade, but it was kind of like, all right, well, now you're just being kind of shitty because,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, he wasn't held back. They've tried well, to yeah, push
0: Lucha guy. underground is like historically they were kind of shitty to TNA. And it's kind of funny that they ended up in a working relationship with the company that was TNA. <laughs>
1: I didn't know. I I have to keep an eye out for other digs that they make at TNA because this is the first time I. Uh, and it's been a well, while since I
0: watched it. They have made two so far on screen because mm-hmm. um, in like the first or one one of the early episodes of the first season, and I, I brought it up on the show. But Eva Leese talks about like Son of Havoc wrestling midgets and and uh, whatever else, and says, you know, if I wanted to be treated like a joke, I would go work in Nashville, referring to tna wrestling
1: did uh dick it's dick Joseph, right what's his name um the writer
0: oh oh uh chris de joseph uh, yes yeah dj yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah did he have some heat with impact did he have an issue well, with them because this this is like in the there
0: i'm pretty sure dj like never worked there that's the thing <laughs> like I, he was wondering
1: where this comes from maybe striker
0: uh maybe i don't know which is funny because matt striker also works at impact now but um
1: <laughs> it, it just seems like th- these digs are it's not just like uh like for example like uh these aren't playful no they're not and it's not like these like on uh the elite being the elite like before it, They had AEW. They they would take shots at WWE, but you know they didn't give a shit. They they would take us at at that time. They would have taken a contract. They they would just they were just being like NWO. They were just you know taking shots at everybody. Whereas this seems kind of personal.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, just to uh, because we'll never you know bring it up on the show because it's non-canon in the confines of Lucha Underground. But you remember when the Hardys had their little Broken Tour where they win all these tag titles across the the country across the world even.
1: Yeah, and I remember they fought the Bucks. I saw one of their matches.
0: They they did a match in Mexico. I think it was in Triple A even, and they won a set of tag belts. And um I think Marty Elias was the official. And Impact was gonna air it on TV in in its entirety. And they couldn't because Lucha Underground sent them a cease and desist because hey Marty Elias is a lucha underground employee you can't show him on your tv and that that's not the first time that actually happened i know we're getting in the weeds here and i'll be out of it soon but also uh after the first season of lucha underground was over mvp brought in sean hernandez to tna to join the beatdown clan if you remember that stable hardly anyone will anyway (laughs) You know, Lucha Underground didn't quite know about it at first, and they kind of went behind Lucha Underground's, Underground's back, which was stupid. Uh, Sean Hernandez said, hey, it's cool, it's cool, but, you know, they didn't vet the process. And they shot, like, a month worth of TV with Sean Hernandez, prominently featured, and they had to, because uh, they, they also got a cease and desist for that. This was before the Marty Elias thing. Um, they also got a cease and desist for that. And they had to what they would have to do is either entirely cut out segments where Sean Hernandez was in there. Or if it's like a big ass like battle royal that they can't cut out, use trick photography and everything to keep him out of as many shots as possible. So, again, there is a history there for sure.
1: Yeah, that's why I wrote the Hernandez, lol, because I didn't know if we this whole his whole thing here is ridiculous. Like like you, the story you just told, it's so stupid. And yeah. (sighs)
0: <sighs> also, I spoiler alert I guess, I don't think Hernandez is in the show past the first season. He's not. Okay. I think it's I think it's remembered. because
1: of what you just said. I, he there's contract things. Yeah, like the, yeah. The, the, he he wasn't supposed to be If I remember correctly, he wasn't supposed to be in Lucha Underground. Like he had a he basically ended up with two contracts that both said mm-hmm. exclusive to us. And whatever (laughs) happened out of that, I don't know. But he kind of signed two exclusive contracts. And he actually, like, uh, I think MVP (laughs) tried to bring him in. And he actually made MVP look like an idiot.
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And what's funny is I believe MVP, and again, I guess this is a spoiler alert, but not really. Because they don't use him. He's not canon to the show. MVP actually filmed some matches for season three of lucha underground if i'm not mistaken. And because he didn't respect the NDA that he signed cuz he talked about it on a podcast. And he didn't go into detail. He wasn't like, "Hey, this is who wins the main event of Ultima Lucha." Um he just kind of brought it up like, "Hey, yeah, I I shot some stuff in LA." And a day later they're like, "Yeah, we're not going to use you."
1: <laughs> These wrestlers, man, like you you wonder why they sign like you hear them signing these shitty contracts. Like maybe it's for mm-hmm. WWE, maybe it's for Impact, and then you hear maybe things like maybe for Lucha Underground. Maybe for Lucha Underground. Like for seventeen years, are yeah. are Hernandez signing two contracts? or MVP not respecting the NDA? It's like, like I I hate reading legal documentation, but man, wrestlers do not have a good track record for legal documents. <laughs> they do not.
0: No, they don't. They do not for sure. <laughs> yeah that's what we got out of the uh hernandez segment that's how much we care about sean hernandez and lucha underground uh next up we got the bull rope match for the triple a mega championship we got alberto el patron defending against the whole ass cowboy tejano uh what can be said about this match that couldn't be said about vanilla ice cream
1: well, what I can say is something not about this match that's way more yeah. interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. We actually had Vampiro telling a hundred percent the truth in a statement. No when, way. Yeah, he says something. He says he wants to tell the truth, or he wants to. See, he's trying to control what he says, so he says the right thing. And oh Stri- my
0: God! I wrote this down. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Stryker says, "When do you ever worry about saying the right thing?" And he says, without hesitating, "When I'm talking to my mom." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's great that's great and i love it oh by the way um while mentioning triple a champions and i think this was vampiro if i'm not mistaken he was mention he was naming them off and he name dropped el Masius, who he works did. here yeah wait mill was a triple a champion
1: yeah that- that's the same person yeah. oh yes yeah i was kind of
0: yeah
1: all right. I, I was hoping it was a different person.
0: <laughs> nope, same guy. Oh, well. Oh, uh, yeah. that I mean, again, you'd have to do some research to actually know that. And maybe the people that are listening to this would do the research and know that. But either way. Oh, by the way, uh, enough in doing match. Uh, Alberto won with an armbar over the ropes. Because, again, they're tied by bull rope. And I think the feud's over, I hope.
1: Uh, I think they they might have some friction and maybe a match or two. Like they have a couple nothing matches, maybe if anything. I mean, the yeah. whole match was basically uh, Patron being an MMA fighter, like a trained you know in the gym fighter versus Tejano, who is a street fighter with weapons. And the whole point of it was, yeah, every time Patron would get you know would be would have the advantage, but because of the rules. And because you can use weapons and a bull rope and a cowbell, it gave Tejano an incredible advantage where they couldn't put each other away because every time Patron would start getting some strikes in or submission in, uh, Tejano would get like a, a cowbell and hit him with it or start you know hitting him with the rope until, like you said, they got into the corner and because of the rules – Patron was able to get him into a hanging arm bar like a Suzuki does, Minoru Suzuki. And because yeah. there's no rope break, he had the tap. And it looked it looked like a good arm bar. It, you know, it, it looked like there was some torque to it. So it was a good finish. Uh, but the match, and it's hard to talk about it because it's just uh, Tejano does nothing for me. So little. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Alberto so far does nothing for me as well he may have been over in the temple at the time but god it just ugh. his stuff doesn't age well
1: it's weird cuz there's so much energy in the match and i like you, i'm into it for a second but then it just dies and i don't know yeah. what it is because I, like i said in the previous episode or two but like when he was doing his promo he's a great talker he he
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's one of those people where like he has like that asshole energy as a wrestler kind of like cm punk yeah where it's like, okay, uh, either you want to see him kick some ass or you want to see him get his ass kicked. It's it's no in-between, but you still want to see it. But Tejano is just not the guy.
0: Yeah, no, he's not the guy. He's not the guy you have feud with someone for the first time. Mundo would be better.
1: Puma would yeah. be better. Pentagon mm-hmm. would be better, but it would be hard for them to put penta over him so soon say,
0: that's the thing you need a rudo to go against uh, alberto and you do need someone to do, to do the job as well
1: yeah and uh i mean a few episodes we said that the match with havoc would have been fun uh it, I, who else do they have oh Cuerno, but Cuerno. i can't sit why am i not able to talk he just Cuerno. lost the he just lost to mundo so it's probably too soon for that um, yeah,
0: yeah probably you don't want to beat him too much man
1: Mill just had a whole segment that he lost. Uh Mill's dead. That's right, he is a dead man. <laughs> I don't know. This is uh, this is they're probably hurting from the fact that they didn't have everyone they had before. I mean, if they had kept Big Rick a heel,
0: yeah. That would have worked. Yeah, I get you. Although I'm glad Big Rick is a face. He was like especially in that three on one match he was in, he was over with the temple and I will not say any more on that regard, because if I do, I'll get into spoiler territory, uh, like actual spoiler territory. Um, <laughs> uh, made it what not not main event time yet. We had a Conan and Prince Puma. Oh, pardon me. A Conan and Prince Puma vignette where Puma was, uh, boxing Conan's hands when, when Sean Hernandez shows up, he says, hey, what up, champ? And uh, I immediately got the vibe of uh, Basura, if you will. Greg. Yeah. He's up to no good. I don't trust Sean Hernandez, man.
1: Well, I don't trust or like him.
0: So <laughs> did you yeah. catch the
1: uh, the part before this, though?
0: Apparently not.
1: All right. So before the Tejano match was over, uh, mm-hmm. they, they show a scene where Stryker is like, like move. He's like dusting. He's like getting something off of him. And he and Stryker and Vampiro are looking at each other. And Stryker gives Vampiro a look of death. Really? Like I think somebody threw something at them at the announce table. Cause striker, like the editing, like you don't hear Stryker talk for a little bit. And then when they cut to him, it's just like, he's just looking at Vampiro Like he wants to kill him. And I don't think he was necessarily mad at vampiro. I think he was mad that something happened and vampiro wasn't paying huh. attention. Yeah. I think something, I think a yeah. fan just spilled something on him or something.
0: I was going to say, do you think one of the marks threw beer at him? I think so. Huh. wow. That's, See, that's why you're the uh, you're the color guy. You oh my god. I've never spotted that man.
1: The Muzzet just sent me something. I have to he's writing an article, and apparently I missed the spot. He wants me, I'm writing with him, so I gotta do that once oh. this is done.
0: <laughs> nice. I gotta hurry up and do nice. that. Nice. Hey, don't worry about it, dog. It's all good. Main event time Boyle Heights Street Fight cage challenging prince puma for the lucha underground championship um so first thing i noticed is cage was wearing the kinesio tape was he wearing that the last time we saw him uh
1: was it on his shoulder yeah no i
0: don't think so Uh, okay okay interesting then um you know the the grind of wrestling that kind of thing can happen i suppose
1: I think they might wear it sometimes to be preventative, too. If they know they're in for a big match, they might. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, Cage did take some some bumps on that shoulder. Yeah. Um, for sure. Let's see. here. Oh, by the way, Dario Cueto showed up and showed us the new and improved Lucha Underground Championship. And it, it is beautiful. It really dude, is, man.
1: Dude, it's fucking. It's like the other belt is like a
0: toy compared to this one exactly exactly like in comparison the uh, the old lucha underground championship looks like the aew women's championship and that's not a compliment
1: i don't even remember what that looks like and i watch aew what it's a remember? toy
0: it's a toy it's small as hell
1: i have to go back and watch it now because I, I i don't like the tnt belt
0: really well they're about to they're apparently about to debut a new tnt title by the way
1: I like the color scheme, it's just I don't like the TNT on it. I don't know. I'm very picky when it comes to belts.
0: I get you. I get you. I understand. Um, Oh, by the way, and I don't think this is the first time we've heard it in the series, I swear we've heard it before, but Dario Cueto dropped his famous, ring the bell line, which I love.
1: Yeah, it's not the first time.
0: Okay, I'm I'm glad you noticed.
1: He's done it like when he starts a new match. Like, Remember he started the... uh, a batch from last episode over because <clears throat> it wasn't, huh. he started one of the matches recently where it ended in this DQ. He restarted it or oh, something. Yeah.
0: yeah, It was uh Mundo and cage for the title shot.
1: Okay. Yeah. So like, and I, I don't think that's even the first time he done it. Um, uh, so I could be wrong, but
0: he, I, I know he's done it at least once. Yeah. So if I had, uh, two words to describe, this match i would say stunt brawl i would say street fight because in
1: vampiro's words a street fight is a street fight doesn't matter where you are vampiro proving my point that boyle Heights street fight is a stupid name for a street fight
0: just call it a goddamn street fight Uh, (laughs) oh my god see the biggest reason uh, like i don't like the name street fight I mean I do in terms of presentation but there's nothing special about it because the match still has to end in the ring. Um does it? Is that the difference? Yes. Yes. Oh. That's the difference between a street fight and a falls count anywhere match.
1: Can you if it weren't for the fact that you can't use All right, like so <laughs> you 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 can use a weapon in the ring though, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, so the only thing different than a Boyle Heights street fight in a New Japan regular wrestling match is that in a New Japan regular wrestling match, you can't use weapons in the middle of the ring. But if you're outside the ring, you can use whatever weapons
0: you want. Jeez.
1: It's a common criticism guys, some people
0: have. Man, that's the thing, though. That's That Japanese wrestling, that's like fetish stuff or whatever NWA champion Nick Aldis said.
1: If you want to go by things that Nick Aldis says, yes, you can do Pardon
0: that. me, pardon me. I don't want to be disrespectful. The uh, the NWA World's heavyweight champion, Nick Aldis. There um, you go. <laughs> <laughs> Why stop
1: when you can double down, right?
0: Exactly, exactly. Uh, torture rack into a backbreaker on the knee. Holy shit.
1: Yeah, that was awesome.
0: Um, yes.
1: I, he could probably end the match that way. I mean, you could probably legitimately... I mean, he's lucky he didn't legitimately break his shoulder. That was a, yeah. or was it a, it was a lung blower, excuse me. Uh, yeah. That was, it was awesome. Yeah. Cage can just throw Absolutely. people around.
0: Yeah. Man, why don't, why don't wrestling companies just give Cage all their titles? They always push him to the top, but he doesn't ever really
1: get the title with anybody. He's like the ultimate gatekeeper. That like every company has like the gatekeeper (laughs) that never gets the title, but you are definitely not getting the title unless you beat him. And he's like second before the boss. And that's that's cage.
0: Okay. to be fair, though, to be fair. Cage did win the Impact World Championship. Did he just saying? Yes, he did. He beat Johnny Impact for it in April of 2019.
1: That might be, I can't think of any other titles, because uh, I don't know about MLW. I don't think he had any AAA titles that were, I don't think he had like the main AAA title. Um, no,
0: he never did. Alberto kept beating him for it.
1: I don't think he had the Ring of Honor. So that might be the only no. r- real uh, world title he had, was the Impact one. Yeah.
0: And a lot of people don't consider the Impact World title to be a world title these days, so it's just a matter of per- opinion, I guess. Um, Cage pulmonized the throat of Prince Puma with a steel chair on the turnbuckle corner, and then he assaulted Conan, and by God, I marked out when he assaulted Conan, because Conan is a dick.
1: He's a dick. I don't know why he's in the ring. It was supposed to be, like, his one up so on cage but like as i've said before this should be about puma and not cage and i and i have a yes i have a feeling about that once we're at the finish uh to this match but i didn't like this part
0: <laughs> yeah no i mean me
1: I, I mean i like that he got his one up in but or i like that uh conan took a bump but i don't know this this was stupid it takes away from puma
0: i agree I agree, and what's worse is, like, this match is the end of the Prince Puma and Cage, or I guess the Conan and Cage feud, and it will never be revisited again. Um. (laughs) Oh, my God. Puma killed Cage with the chair shot and then hit a suplex for two. Puma then goes atop for the 630, but he waits way too long and misses. Cage killed Puma with a deep discus clothesline for just a two count, but still.
1: He does a 450 to the outside too, to cage. It, it looked cool, mm-hmm. but it's a dumb, I actually hate, uh, maybe it wasn't a 450. Maybe it was a shooting star, but I, I, kinda, I think it was a shooting star and I, I don't like them to the outside cause they're so dangerous.
0: Yes. And you literally can't win on the outside. So it doesn't in a kayfabe sense, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever.
1: Well, uh, shooting stars when someone's standing, I don't like, I didn't like it when hangman would used to do that off the apron, like he yeah, would yeah. run along the side, do if, cause I don't understand how the impact works, like how it would actually be more devastating than doing a cannonball or, or even a crossbody. like, and you're just yeah. risking landing on your neck and your head. So I, I hate that move, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, it, props where props are due. It's an incredible feat of athleticism. So
0: yeah. Again, Cage only got a two. And then he hits Weapon X, but doesn't go for the pin. What the hell? Okay, doesn't go for the pin. Hits multiple power bombs. The second is on a trash can. Why the hell is he not pinning him? Prince Puma (laughs) is done for. You could win the title right here, right now. And Cage is slowly but surely cementing himself as the dumbest wrestler ever.
1: Yeah, they're they're telling the story where he could have beaten puma he has the ability to beat puma he's strong enough to beat puma Mm -hmm. and he's just stupid and doesn't go for it like he he did the one thing that i like where he puma was on the turnbuckle and he just pushed him off it's a basic simple move but it looked awesome Uh, and then we get Mm -hmm. to this part where he's just I, I had the exact same thought. He did the weapon X. I was like, Oh shit. I don't remember him winning this. And instead of going for a, a pin on a dead Puma, he starts punching him, Like you said, he starts doing other slams to him. It's just so weird. It, it was, and it was to set up what I'll let, I'll let you continue. But, uh, where it goes from there, it just makes it even look more stupid.
0: Well, thank you. I guess. I mean, this, this match broke my heart, even though even going in, knowing the outcome, it broke my heart as the, uh, Cage was the first guy who really stuck out to me when I was watching Lucha Underground the first time. Um, but here we go. Cage is calling out all of Boyle Heights. I wrote down here next thing in my notes. What the fuck? Hernandez then distracts Brian Cage to allow Conan to hit Cage with the cane. Ah, uh, Conan got his get back on him. Puma hits the 630 and he gets the win. Prince Puma is still the Lucha Underground champion because brian cage is stupid
1: yeah they made cage look stupid but strong and Mm -hmm. they made puma look like an accessory to conan which i didn't like (laughs) yes you know what i mean because what what was the strategy to have hernandez distract him so you could hit him with his cane that's a genius move like that's so genius never seen a wrestling manager distract someone to hit them with a foreign object you know what i mean like I guess all those chess (laughs) matches and, you know, outside with other people made you so smart that you came up with this. It really,
0: yeah, it really paid off, Bobby Fischer.
1: It it, it was just dumb. Hernandez is dumb with contracts. Conan is not a genius. (laughs) He's not an original genius when it comes to winning matches. And, you know, Puma looks like a, he looks like a child, kind of.
0: Yeah. I didn't like it. He's like, the, he's like the little kid who was outside the house that was on fire that was given the little plastic firefighter helmet, and he's being told, you helped put it out too, Puma.
1: <laughs> it's so stupid. They, don't, they spent how many weeks with Conan promos instead of Puma? Jesus
0: Christ, like at least three, maybe four.
1: Three. So I'm glad they got yeah. Conan over. I really am.
0: Yeah. It's done. Wonder it, it's doing wonders for the product. That's for sure. Yeah. That old ass can barely walk. Conan is over.
1: It's like I, I don't understand why they couldn't focus on Puma. Or you know what? If you can't, if you don't have vignettes for Puma, don't make vignettes. Just have mm-hmm. them do a match. For it's fucking ricochet. Have them do yes. his flippy shit. Like everybody likes ricochet. Everybody, even yeah. people who don't like flippy shit, like ricochet
0: exactly exactly it's so easy but yet uh, so hard for them he's supposed to be the ace right now yeah this is not yeah this is this is full-on like this is a hundred times worse than you remember when roman reigns won the royal rumble
1: the the one that everyone booed him because it was supposed to be daniel bryan or uh Mm -hmm.
0: yes yeah the one the only one that he won yeah
1: you know, I don't watch it. I just know the controversies. But, yeah, I know what you're talking about.
0: Either way, uh, again, Kid Gloves, Firefighter with a Plastic Helmet, um, The Rock raising his hand. It's like, oh, you helped, too. You did such a good job. This is that times 100.
1: It's, I mean, we're harping on something that happened, like, how many years ago? And it doesn't matter now. But uh,
0: five, almost six years ago, but still.
1: It's just, I don't know how you, I don't know how this makes any sense. Like, why, why do, why does Conan need vignettes? Why did he need to get revenge? What was their revenge for, Mm -hmm. for cage beating cage beat the shit out of a lot of people that night. Why is Conan the one that deserves revenge? Exactly. You know what? If, if fucking Conan had like a remote control that lifted like the ceiling to the temple and the sun was in his eyes, cage's eyes, and he got distracted and and Puma pinned him that way. (laughs) <laughs> that's that. That's an actual fucking art of war combat strategy of making sure that the sun is always in your opponent's eyes, like knowing where the sun rises, oh and making God. sure it's to your back. That's an actual art of war thing. What did what is there an art of war article where it says uh, get your boy Hernandez to show up and distract him, and then hit him with your stupid cane? Like is that is that a fucking <laughs> art of war strategy? Like, dude, you know me. Uh, my one of my favorite matches is the one with uh, where. It, it, uh, Colt gets distracted when Dick Justice serves him his subpoena and he gets rolled up. It's fucking stupid, but it's supposed to be stupid. This is not supposed to be stupid, and it's dumber.
0: Yes. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love it. This is right up there with the multi-level marketing match.
1: That's genius. Uh, whoever came <laughs> That
0: actually is genius. Yeah, Sun Tzu would be proud.
1: You could do a whole show on that. You could have a... Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be and you could actually have it the match end and then the season goes by and you get your points throughout the season and then the winners (laughs) with the most points fight.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. I love it. (laughs) Guys, we will have this gimmick fully fleshed out before the end of the first season. Don't you worry. Probably sooner. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, We've harped enough on Conan and his dumbass Kane. And his dumbass didn't raise the roof of the temple plan, um, but let's let's rate the show. And um, I will go first, real quick. Or actually, I'll let you go first because there's a train coming by right now, and I know you can hear it.
1: Shit, I don't. Uh, six. I'll give it a six. Just
0: a six out of ten. That's fair. I mean, um, I really like the havoc, havoc go, match. Oh.
1: Like, I like the havoc mm-hmm. match and that's it
0: (laughs) okay see i liked i really liked the first match and i liked aspects of the main event and for that reason for that reason i'm actually gonna go seven on this one gotcha yeah
1: yeah for me like i mean i went on that rant for a reason like i I was waiting i i didn't remember it i was like okay i wonder how conan's gonna outsmart him because they've given me three vignettes about it he he's swinging his cane. They're not talking about Puma. So maybe something really clever happens. And the, the moment we saw Hernandez in Quarto's office, I was like, Oh God, I remember it's not smart. It's just a yeah. typical distraction. I mean, think about it. How many people had to help Puma win? Hernandez, two, Conan,
0: two people. It, yeah. You know, it's
1: yeah. It makes Conan look, it makes cage look strong, but he also makes him look dumber than the Hawk. you know, like, mm-hmm. He does he not know how to pin somebody? Like he he had Puma beat. Yes. For a, and I think he did yeah. like a couple moves
0: after yeah. the Weapon X. Like that's your finishing move. What are you doing afterwards? Yeah, he hit the Weapon X and then he he started pummeling him with punches. Then he hit two power bombs. The second one on a trash can definitely pin him right then and there. Don't go outside and trash talk the crowd and trash talk Hernandez. You have nothing to gain yet. Just win the title take care of business
1: it's it's just the worst man it's just yeah the power bombs were dope though i love the power yes bombs.
0: absolutely especially the second one. Oh my god he killed him <laughs> yeah yeah oh man ah oh, gee we still love lucha underground even if you know they they do have some faux pas here and there but we still love it that's why we do the show and let's see y'all i guess i guess we can get out of here right man i don't think this i don't
1: think there was a closing vignette
0: i didn't i didn't write one down in my notes and usually i'm pretty good about it so i don't think there was either and i didn't write anything either
1: i think it was a clean ending
0: i think yeah it was just uh prince puma celebrating in the ring
1: i think you're right yeah it was (laughs) it, it was no it was conan Celebrating, and I'm not even exaggerating. It was Conan celebrating, and Puma be going like, "Hey, did we do it, Dad?" and (laughs) (laughs) I mean, do you remember Puma was like hunched over, like barely surviving, and Conan has his hands in the air. (laughs) Yeah, dumb. I can't wait for Conan to leave, and I and I love Conan. Like, yeah, yeah. Listen to the to his podcast. I, I like him as a wrestler when he was wrestling. I love the tequila sunrise, but my God, mm-hmm. my God.
0: <laughs> All right. Hey folks, before we get out of here, remember if you, if you love hearing my lovely tones, you can listen to me every Wednesday night after NXT and dynamite. I'm on a podcast called Eddie and Caleb's hero cast. We review superhero movies. Um, by God, we're into 97 at the date of recording. I don't know exactly what's going to drop the day before this episode, but yeah, whatever. You'll see. I'll plug it on Twitter. Um,
1: it's the also, second best Caleb podcast.
0: Uh, well, that's a matter of opinion. I think it's more of a 1A, 1B situation. Um, <laughs> I also do on the side. This this more fun, more just kind of banter. It's me and a good friend, uh, Matt C. We'll, we'll just go with for now. He wants me to kayfabe his last name. Um, we basically kind of banter about wrestling and sports and whatever comes to mind about once a week. It's called and this is a, a shout out to uh, Dwayne Johnson, if you will. The, the show is called It Doesn't Matter What We Call This. Uh, that's another podcast I do. It's pretty low maintenance, but uh, we have fun there. We, we talked uh, at the date of recording we talked baseball for like a solid 30 minutes. And I know that doesn't interest a lot of people these days, but we had fun for sure. Folks, remember, some may tell you that we are not the best podcast out there, but some would be wrong. And so, remember, sometimes when you are wrong, there's nothing more and nothing less than grave consequences. And Hernandez.